Welcome to the Alpha Nista Experience, where you learn how to embrace the unexpected from faith to relationships affecting black men and women over 40. Here's your host, award-winning author, Mary Ann Reed. Welcome to the Alpha Nista Experience. This is Mary Ann Reed, and I am the founder of Alpha Nista, a platform for women over 40 and men over 40 and beyond. <laughs> Welcome to the Alphanista Experience where we talk about everything from faith to relationships that affect men and women over 40, especially black and blessed. Today we have Marlon Brown, co-host of the very popular Too Strong and host of Straight Talk, which you can both find on YouTube. And today we're talking about a hot topic why is a man being head of household so frowned upon? Now, this wasn't my idea. This was Marlon's topic, Marlon's idea. So Marlon, um, can you just tell us a little bit about why you chose this topic and a little bit more about yourself for viewers who've never heard you before? That's okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah, like you said, I am uh, the second half of Too Strong, and I have my own podcast called Straight Talk. So it's been constantly coming up in... I don't know if they call it now the manosphere. Is that the that's mm -hmm. the new term for the dating world of men and women, how they interact? I, I never quite figured out what sense that makes. But really what I want is for people to understand that the term head is not bad and leader is not bad and submission is not bad, especially when you look at it from a biblical standpoint. And in reality, man is not the head of the household. Man is the head of the wife. And the wife is the head of the household. But they don't want to realize that that's actually something that God ordained because they frown upon being subservient to what they consider men. And I try to tell people what you see today that women aren't willing to submit to are not men. They may be males, but they're not men. Um, I define a man by who he follows. And if he doesn't follow God, I can't consider him a man. I consider you male, obviously. But as far as being a worthy leader, you're not. Because when you don't have God as your mainstay, you can easily lead your wife into our anger, uh, resentment, um, dismay. But when you follow God, the chain of command flows downward in a positive way. God, man, wife, children. Well, let me ask you about something you just said. You said if the man follows God, are we mm -hmm. speaking of Jesus? Are we speaking of any man who has a belief in God, aka higher power? No, there's no such thing as a higher power. Um, that's a bunch of uh, spiritual mumbo-jumbo guru life expectancy type of all, you know, home kind of nonsense. It's God. The only way to God is Jesus. Man follows Jesus by the command of God. Woman follows man by the command of Jesus through God. And the children follow the wife. I don't know if I could make it any more clear to people, but that's the way it should be. It's not some extraterrestrial being up there, the flying spaghetti monster. It's God himself, the creator of all things, who sent his son to access the throne room, which is what it's done. And he gave man headship in his home over the wife and the wife over the household. Okay. Thank you for clarifying that because I find that some men or couples, you know, like, yeah, I submit to my husband or what have you, boyfriend, live in, but, and he believes in God, so I'm fine. But there's no clarity on which mm -hmm. God, who's God, etc. So can you speak a little bit more about that structure? Because I never heard it explained the way you explained it, that, um, woman being head of household, but the man is the head of the woman. Okay. So if you look at Proverbs 31, right, the wife of virtue, she takes care of everything. 
to do with the house, the kids, the land, bills, money. She has all of that in her purview. She is known to be taking care of everything at home. And her husband is known at the city gates. Mm -hmm. He finds her already a wife type person. She doesn't become a wife when she gets married. She's already planned and prepped out her life to be a wife. He is already searching for such a person while he himself is already a husband. When the union happens, she is then under his headship. Her role does not stop. She still takes care of the kids. She still has the household to maintain. And, and, and the man is known in the city gates and he goes and he meets with elders and he meets with the leaders of the, the city. I think people forget that, well, we not, they don't forget. They conflate a lot that we have been given this modern day viewpoint of, of women that you cook, you clean, and you take care of their kids. And the women will look at that and say, well, I can't have a life. Actually, your life is extremely, extremely what they would call independent. What mankind looks at this, and I don't mean men that follow God, I mean mankind. They look at subserviency as slavery. And women, in turn, pick that up. I don't think that the headship of a man is to keep a wife in line. I think a man's job is to keep a man, a woman in Christ. If you can maintain your wife's spirituality because of the way you lead, the life that you live after that will be exponentially easier. But this depends on the man finding a true relationship with God. Without right. that, the rest of the things fall apart. It's no different than if you have a company. And I don't equate marriage to a business. Please don't get me twisted. But it's just like a company. If the CEO gives the manager a job and the manager decides to do things his own way, not the way the CEO wants it, the company is going to fail. All of his employees are going to be upset. They're not going to get paid right. And they're not going to be able to do what the job actually requires. Mm -hmm. It's the same in the marriage. Mm -hmm. When God hands down a decree to the man and the man doesn't follow it, but expects the marriage to run the way God wants it to run, you can't expect that. He has a set way of doing it. You follow what I say. She will see that you're following me and she can work with you to fulfill what I have for you and your children will see it and do the same thing. We can't function in dysfunction. And I think that's what the, today's society has led relationships to do is to function in complete dysfunction. And it's not going to function that way. We expect it to. And when it doesn't, what happens? Man gets angry at woman for not following. Woman gets angry at man for thinking he can lead. And then the children don't listen to either one of them because they're both idiots. So yeah. it, it, it doesn't be in chaos. Yeah. And, um, okay, so I think we established that. So my other thing is this, the difference between um, subservient and submissive. Mm -hmm. I am, I've written about this before on Alphanista over the years, etc. And, you know, I'm one to believe that, yes, if the man is following Jesus, then he is, could be a formidable uh, head of household, uh, head of woman. And that way she follows him and everything like that. But so, so moving on from that, the difference between submissive and subservient. My idea, and I looked this up in the dictionary, is that subservient is really more of a lesser than kind of thing. And I think that's mm -hmm. what, uh, there's a lot of confusion. And I believe submission is not that. It's not subservient. It's really about a choice you make to do that, to be mm -hmm. uh, the other, to follow, so to speak. So I'm um, wondering if you could speak a little bit about the confusion mm -hmm. between being a submissive wife and being 
and and letting your husband be the head of of you. Well, I'll give you the way God says it, so I don't put my twist on anything. Okay. In Ephesians five twenty two, it says, "Wives submit to your own husbands as to the Lord." I think many read and say, "Oh, wives submit to your husbands," mm-hmm. and then they go for the husband is the head of the wife. They forget that one very important part right there. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Now, if we were to take that for what it says, not putting modern twist, ancient twist, any twist, it just says what it says. Okay. Do you see any room at all for a disagreement on what submission means? Mm-mm. It's pretty okay. clear to me. Mm-hmm. Very clear. The discrepancy comes in when men and women both lose sight of who the Lord is. Because when mankind thinks that they can have more power over a woman than Christ has over anybody else, problems start. Mm-hmm. Men get that viewpoint when they're not following Christ. Mm-hmm. Women have a problem following man as to the Lord when they lose sight of who the Lord is. And the man has to now fight a female who does not know what submission is. So they both come into this thing like both are ram goats and just, just clash heads all the time. And neither one of them are following the pattern while they think to themselves that they are because, well, you're not following the way and I'm not and you're not. Mm-hmm. Neither one of them are submitted. And I think the first thing we have to do is submit our life to Christ. If that's not done, the marriage can't be successful. A woman can't be a woman and a man can't be a man if neither one are submitted, first of all, in their personal life to Christ. Because if I'm not submitted to the leader, there is zero way, absolutely no way I can follow his lead. Mm-hmm. I will find reasons to not listen. I will find a reason to step out on my own. I will find every possible excuse to put my rules over the leader's rules. And that's exactly what happens in modern marriage. Okay. You look at marriages forever ago. And today's people look at that and say, well, they, the women were just not allowed. They didn't have their voice. Or or each did their job and it functioned for 75 plus years. I don't know. It, it seemed to be a, a working system and a majority of people were happy. But when people start stepping in and thinking that their way was better than God's way, you saw a whole lot of problems start taking place. So I think if we just read it, did what it said, we wouldn't be in this problem. But we like to read into the Bible instead of out of. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. And I think um, what's happened too is culture. You know, in Mm -hmm. our American culture, it's so different the way men versus women has, has been pivoted to or marketed as... But yeah, it's very competitive between the sexes. And when you go to other countries, um, especially in um, South America or uh, different African countries, what have you, there's more of a, a togetherness that you are a part of me and I am a part of you. I, you know, we are to work together. So I feel like our culture has a huge influence on deteriorating that male-female relationship, deteriorating the trust that we have for each other, especially the trust that women have for men. So my question to you is, how can a woman tell then that someone is safe to submit to and also give us some, maybe a couple of takeaways of what she should look for. Okay. For the female, this is the, I, I know that men know how to mask. 
Okay. Heck, I was one of them. I knew how to mask. I knew I go to church. I go to church. Look at me. I go to church every Sunday. You want to go to church with me? And that's usually the thing they'll do. What you can tell is not necessarily what they do, but how they do it. Mm. A man that goes to church is one thing. A man that worships is a whole nother ball game. All kinds of men go to church. Mm-hmm. Not every one of them worships. When you, and I don't mean, oh, I don't miss Wednesday night, and I don't miss Sunday night, and I don't miss Sunday. That's still going to church. That's not the same as worshiping. Mm. If that person can sit with you and pray, not just a superficial, Lord, we thank you for this meal. We thank you for this day. And that, that It's easy to see past that, and you have to open your eyes to it. But a sincere prayer, slow to anger. And I know that there are plenty of red flags that women ignore. Oh, it was just one time that he had an outburst. Oh, I know he speaks a little gruff sometimes, but that was just one time. Stop. Okay. When you see the one flag, leave the flag and walk away. Don't wait for a second, a third, and then even commit to the relationship and then say, I didn't see. No, you saw it. You saw it. There was just something else that made you think that it would go away. It's not going to go away just because you give in. That's Mm -hmm. not what submission's about. Also, if you are not having the kind of relationship you need to have with God, you can't consult God about the person. And that's what you have to start doing is consulting God about that person, not who he knows and his mom and his sister. Go to God with it. And you put down the exact answer you need from God about that person. Be deliberate about it. So you say you're interested in this guy. All the qualifications are there. He's got a job. It's not really a qualification, but that's what we put down. He's got money. He got a house. No kids. Got his own car. But he goes to church. Oh, good. He knows the pastor. Oh, even better. So then you say, all right. And he's a pretty nice guy. He talks to me pretty good. He treats me nice. Any man can do that for six months, seven months, a year. Any man can do that. But when you consult his creator and you say, Lord, this is my interest. If it's not of you, take it away. You be deliberate. Not change him so that I can. No. Then you're putting your wants above what God is looking for. You tell him, if it's not of you, take it away. And I mean, take not even take him, but take whatever interest I have away if it's not of you. Mm. And you spend your time with God, not more time with man, more time with God. And if the man is realizing that you don't want to hang out with me, what are you doing? I'm praying. Mm-hmm. I'm spending time fasting. And you do. You actually do this. You spend time with God to get the answer. And if he has a problem with it, You've gotten an answer, don't you? Yes. If he thinks you should be spending time with him as opposed to doing that, and he tells you, but I'm, I'm a nice guy. I'm, I go to church. It's an answer. He's mm-hmm. trying to stop you from interacting with God first. Yeah. And that's your first priority. Remember the, the verse said, submit to your husband as to the Lord, which means you're supposed to be submitted to the Lord. Mm-hmm. If he's stopping you from being submitted to the Lord, he's obviously not a good pick. But we go on looks. Oh, he smell nice. Oh, he tall. He got nice hair. Oh, he'd make good kids. You can't be going on. Sometimes God may put you a a little bit of a homely looking guy in your life. But you know what that homely guy will do? He'll lead you to the kingdom. Mm. And he'll love your kids like no one else will. And he will give you the kind of life that only a fantasy life could afford. And I don't mean with money. I mean with love. And sometimes we put the superficial above the spiritual. And then when we suffer, we're like, but why? Because you're a dummy. You picked wrong. 
The men mm -hmm. do the same thing. They look for the big butt. They look for the big chest. They look for a pretty smile. They look for nice eyes. And then the woman's absolutely trash. She can't shut her mouth. She doesn't know how to submit. She's always rowdy. She goes out with her girls every night. She comes home drunk. We make that mistake all the time because what we don't do is the very first step, and that's putting God first. Mm -hmm. If we don't put him first, we don't consult him, we can't expect him to answer a prayer when we never included him in the prayer to begin with. Oh. And I think if women were to look at this from a spiritual, that's the only way to look at it, from a spiritual aspect, mm -hmm. not ask God to make this man the way I want. Ask God to answer the main question, is this man one you picked for me? Mm -hmm. If it's mm -hmm. not, let it pass. Mm -hmm. And if we do that, I think women will do a lot better. They won't be looking for the, and men will stop. I think you'll find that men will realize, wait a minute, my, my schemes aren't working. I either have to shape up or ship out. And mm -hmm. the ones that will, are worth it will shape up. Yeah, that's so good. I really like what you said. So I heard you say, and I want to make sure our listeners get this, is that one of the ways women can tell is to see if this is a worshiping man. Like, is this, is this a man who worships the Lord? Right. Um, so that's him taking action, um, praising the Lord, worshiping the Lord, um, doing more than the mouthpiece of just going to church on Sunday. And then the other thing is to how women can tell is by her relationship with the Lord. What are you mm -hmm. hearing him say about this man? And if you don't have a relationship with the Lord, you're not gonna hear anything. Nope. Um, so it's really important to take it into prayer and really, really meditate on it, meditate on the word, um, especially on the Holy Spirit. So having a, a strong relationship with the Lord and the Holy Spirit so that you can hear what you need to hear and see what you need to see. And I, I find when I do that, I just ask the Lord, Lord, just change my heart. If I, this is the man for me, bring me closer to him. Um, if it's not the man for me, then just change my heart and pull me away from him. And I tell you, within 20, 48 hours, I typically get my answer and it's, it's beyond my control. I don't have to do anything for it. I wake up and I just feel different. Yeah. So um, I think that's a good takeaway. I wanted to talk a little bit about some some other things before we wrap up because I want people to feel um, when they leave here like some clarity um, on what we're really talking about. We're talking about Bible-based uh, marriages. And um, I feel like it, these times, no one wants to, to acknowledge that. Everyone wants to create the, their ideal relationship based on what they see on Instagram or what their girlfriends have <laughs> or something like that. Um, I think there's so much power in women submitting to their husbands and also um, the husband submitting to the Lord. So my question is, which comes first? You know how they say the chicken or the egg? So should mm -hmm. she be submitting first or should he be following the, the Lord first? Like how, how, how does this work? Does he ask her, okay, I'm doing this now. I heard that you're supposed to submit to me or is she supposed to offer her submission? I'll answer it like this. Do you ever have to guess when God actually moves? Oh, that's a trick question. That's a hard question. No, but do you have to guess? Do you have to like, when he, when he moves, when he makes a move, do you have to be like, I wonder if that's God? I mean, yeah, sometimes I do ask, is that God? Is that something else? Yeah. Okay, so you said you wake up and you just know. You said within 48, 24, 24, 20, 48 hours, you just know, right? Yeah. Do you still second guess? No. Okay, so then you know, right? Mm -hmm. You just know. There is yep. something There's a piece. different. That, yeah. There you go. Right, so you know. Yeah. I think we like to put ourselves, again, we put ourselves above when God moves. Okay, the same thing when you pick a spouse or pick a, a, a mate. 
we want what we want sometimes more than God wants what he wants for us. And so we will say, well, maybe, maybe that's not God. When he says no, we'll be like, well, I don't know if that's really him. I mean, that could be, it could, <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll give it a second shot. And right. if he says no again, then what? Well, he said no again, but okay. Yeah. The verse in, in Proverbs said, a virtuous woman who can find, one can find. So which means she's already virtuous. She is not virtuous because of her husband. And the husband isn't a husband because of his wife. They are separate, doing what they're supposed to do yes. unto God. So when they come together, the hierarchy is natural. I'm already submitted to God as the head in my own life. He's my head. When I become a husband, God has ordained me the head of my wife. But I will be the head the way God wants me to be head. And I will not abuse, um, hurt destroy put down my wife it will not happen because of who i'm following the exact same way that if a woman a virtue is following god and doing wifely things long before she's a wife being a wife is just continuing what she's been doing the mm -hmm. only difference is now that she has a intermediate between god and herself that's the husband and she will not look at him as being a lord person over her life and keeping her down in fact she will be like, this is now God putting a protection on me so I can even further do what I'm supposed to do. No one can harm me now. I can continue going by land, selling purple, buying my incense, doing all the stuff that the virtuous wife does under the headship and protection of somebody that God put over her. Anyone coming to harm her house has to come through him first. God will arm him with whatever needs to be ready for that danger, she has zero to worry about. Where before, she has just herself. Now she has God and her husband as a. It's a dual protection. It's not you. And I think we look at it like submission is you're giving up something. You're not. I'm not giving up anything going into my house. If it's raining outside and I go into my house, what am I giving up? I'm not giving up anything, but I'm submitting to my home mm -hmm. because I have now come under the leadership, the headship, the covering of my roof, but I'm being protected from something outside. A thief is chasing me. I bust through my door, lock it back. They can't get in. I am protected now. I could be homeless and they can get to me. Mm. I'm still the same person, but I'm homeless. We want to look at submission in a negative light because we want what we want. We don't want what God wants. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to find a worshiping man because we're not looking for worshiping men. And we're also not looking for worshiping women. We're looking for men and women who could say, I know God. I go to church and that has become enough. Mm -hmm. And when it shows up that it's not enough, we get mad at somebody else for that decision that we've made. Or, or you should have told me that, no, fool, you did not do your due diligence and find God first before you went after that person. Mm -hmm. And when I say worship, this is what I mean. I want to clarify that too, because I know some okay. people say, well, he's part of the choir. I ain't <laughs> worship. That ain't worship. I, I'm sorry. Just because he can dance around and wear a gown or whatever the heck they do and whatever church you go to and he, he knows how to get up there and he can, uh, he can do all that. That ain't worship. That's an act. Mm -hmm. And any man could put that act on for you. Any woman can put that act on for you. If this man is going through something and the first thing he says to you is, I have to talk to God about this. And you don't hear from him for a few days. And you don't see anything from him on social media. 
-hmm. And he is secluded. And then he comes back to you and all of a sudden there's a difference about him. And trust and believe me, you will know the difference if he spent time with God. There is no missing it. The same way when Moses came down, his face shone, mm -hmm. something will be different about the man. If he tells you that I cannot make that decision about anything with us until I consult God about it. Mm -hmm. okay. If he will not make a step unless he consults God about it, he is not a worshiper. A worshiper means that he's always before the throne. Not that he can clap, dance, sing. He's always before. The, that's where a worshiper stands, before the throne. Anything that crosses his mind has to mm -hmm. go past the throne first. Mm -hmm. Anything that crosses her mind has to go past the throne first. And if it goes past the throne, neither one can be wrong because they're both consulting the same person. But we don't want that. We want to say, ah, I talked to God. Yes, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. And I think we're going to have to wrap up with that. And I'm so glad you told us the difference of what worshiping, what it should look like, a worshiping man. That's really important. And I really think we need to have you back for a part two, because I want to talk more about what you said about um, what it looks like in the marriage. Um, people are going to get hurt. People are going to disappoint. So how is that handled in a mm -hmm. sort of submissive submissive or um, a man is head of wife household? So right. next time we'll touch on that. Where can people find you, Marlon? On Straight Talk on YouTube, Straight Talk. And if you have a problem finding it, just type in my first name after Straight Talk. Um, and on Too Strong, the number two, and the word strong, you'll find us there. That's our biggest platform right now. Um, but you'll find me on both. Ironically, after this, I'm going right now into the same exact topic of is man the head <laughs> of the wife. So it's kind of, it worked oh. out great. So. It certainly did. Can you leave us with, with just one sentence, take away something um, you want to say? If God is your head, you will not go wrong. Follow him and he'll lead you the right way. Amen. Thank you so much, Marlon. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yeah. Everyone, that was awesome. We do need to have a part two. I need to sit down and really think about all of this. Um, I, 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 I have so many more questions. And I love this topic. It's so encouraging. Make sure you tune in to the next episode of the Alphanisa Experience. You don't want to miss at all. Come back. Make sure you subscribe and like us. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Alphanista Experience. Join us next time.